this is Terry Waldo. The program is This is Ragtime, and this is show number 13 in our series. Today we're going to be talking about the blues, which we've done on the last two programs. The first one was just the plain blues, and the second one was songs about the blues. Today we're titling the program Blues in All But Form, and that is these are blues that are not 12 bars. They're either 16-bar sections or 32-bar sections. And let's start off with a recording by my great band, Waldo's Gut Bucket Syncopators, and this is called Make Me a Pallet on Your Floor.
that was Make Me a Pallet on Your Floor. And each section was 16 bars each. That was the Gut Bucket Syncopators, recorded in 1996. I guess that's quite a while ago now. And that featured Roy Tate on trumpet, Frank Powers on clarinet, Jim Snyder on trombone, Randy Brown on banjo and guitar, Mike Walbridge on tuba, and Gus Ross on drums. Next, we're going to hear, I guess you would call it a novelty blues, and it's a tune that I wrote some years ago on my 50th birthday. I introduce it as being the saddest blues there is. So here is me playing solo, and then I'll tell you more about the tune after we listen to it. Here you go. I've got a tale of woe to tell, of romance that's gone sour, a story of a terror that can strike at any hour. I know you hate to recall, but it's common to all. Its roots are found in Genesis just after the fall. It starts out with a love affair that's filled with wild desire. You've hoped and dreamed and planned and schemed to build this night of fire. But your honey you'll lose, cause it's the worst of bad news. You've got them can't get it up blues. Can't get it up blues. Them can't get it up blues. Your pencils run out of lead, your Johnson's laying there dead. You should have popped some corn or read a novel instead. You've got them, can't get it up blues. Them can't get it up blues. Now it's a beautiful day, but it won't come out to play. You've got them, can't get it up blues. you need it anyway blues now your evening is blown it must have a mind of its own for all the good it does you you could have left it at home them can't get it a blues them can't get it a blues now it's completely refused it must have been overused got them can't get it up can't even prop it up can't get it a blues That was the very sad Can't Get It Up Blues, which I actually wrote for my 50th birthday, which was now 26 years ago. I was playing on Sanibel Island doing a solo concert. Just happened to fall on my birthday, and I thought it'd be funny to uh, write a tune like that. And so I performed it, and everybody seemed to like it. And then a few days later, a review of the concert came out, and the elderly gentleman who reviewed the concert was not amused. He said it was the most tasteless thing they'd ever had on Sanibel Island. So I called the people who had sponsored me and put the concert together, and I got a hold of the, the woman uh, who who had uh, sponsored the thing, and I said, I'm really sorry if I offended some people with that. And she said, are you kidding me? She said, some of the men didn't like it, but the women loved it. And that's the way it's always been. I, every time I get a request for it, it's uh, usually by a woman. Next, we're going to get another old-time blues, this time by Jelly Roll Morton. And this is another 16-bar section. This is called the Buffalo Blues. And this is, once again, the Gut Bucket Syncopators, recorded sometime before the, the last one we heard. Thank you. 
That was the Buffalo Blues by Jelly Roll Morton and Waldo's Gut Bucket Syncopators. Next, we're going to hear a tune. We feature Jerron Paxton, who is the great African-American songster, banjo player, guitar player, and the Gotham City Band, the current version, the Wabash Blues. Thank you. 
That was the Wabash Blues, featuring Jerron Paxton on the vocal and banjo, and the Gotham City Band. And that was recorded for an album that will come out eventually on Turtle Bay Records. We want to give a shout out to them. I had been playing a tune from our new album with Tatiana Eva Marie, one on each of our previous programs, but we ran through the 12 songs that are on that one, so I thought I'd play today a number that will be coming out at some future date. We would like to uh, tell you that Turtle Bay Records has another album besides ours, which will be coming out soon, and that features Sweet Meg and Ricky Alexander. That is going to be a great album. That will be the second number on Turtle Bay Records, which is going to be the premier recorder of the kind of traditional jazz inspired by the music of the 20s and the 30s. I've played on previous programs recordings by one of the great blues singers, I think of all time, Ruth Brisbane, who is on a number of my earlier recordings. She was on Broadway. For my money, was the the closest thing that you're going to find to those old-time singers like Ma Rainey and Bessie Smith. Here we're going to listen to a tune called The Misery Blues, which was sung originally by Ma Rainey, and this features the Gut Bucket Syncopators. It's a nice, funky old blues, but here again... This is in 16 bar sections or 32 bar sections. Thank you. 
the Misery Blues with Ruth Brisbane and Waldo's Gut Bucket Syncopators. For the last song on this section of our program today, I want to play a tune called the Harlem Blues, which was recorded by the Gut Bucket Syncopators much earlier than the last one we just heard. We were playing at the St. Louis Ragtime Festival. Here is the Harlem Blues.
That was the Harlem Blues. And now we're going to go to my old radio show, This Is Ragtime, that appeared on NPR in the early 70s. This is program number 13 from the original series. Hope you enjoy it. This is Ragtime. I'm Terry Waldo. And on this, the 13th program of our series, we're going to listen to the music of some of the East Coast ragtimers that have come to be known as stride players. Right now we're listening to the music of Willie the Lion Smith, a friend for many years of U.B. Blake, who we talked to on our last week's program, a fine exponent of the East Coast style of stride piano, and an outspoken authority on the music and musicians of the ragtime era. Ragtime means the guy that don't know the keyboard. He just rags off a few riffles what comes to him. He's biggity and forward, very aggressive, until some guy comes in and calls his hands, and then he pipes down like a lamb. Now, the difference between ragtime, piano playing, and a pianist is the pianist is supposed to know all the progressions, how to move around, move both hands. In case he's playing for a band or an entertainer, she gets sick. He has to be capable of singing, talking, playing, directing, arranging, and playing, and dancing. There you have it. This is the style of piano they played when they didn't have good left hands. called a corn. Some people think it's piano, but that's pure corn. It means I don't know how to play. Because if I was going to put that same strain in, I'd stride it. There's your stride. It means real good. And that's a pretty good summary of the way the stride piano players thought of themselves. And we can see why such players as Scott Joplin and Jelly Roll Morton must have had a very terrible time when they hit New York. The rhythmic subtleties of someone like Jelly Roll Morton must have seemed pale in comparison to the hard-driving rhythms of someone like Willie the Lion Smith or U.B. Blake. In New York, the distinctions between ragtime, jazz, blues, and boogie-woogie became blurred. The East Coast boys assimilated all of it and made it their own, sometimes calling it ragtime, stomps, jazz, or a dozen other names but it all became part of the showpiece stride school of playing. And today we're going to trace some sort of evolution of that style. This is a difficult task and the influences are very hard to trace, but we'll do the best we can. Oddly enough, the earliest example of stride piano is provided by U.B. Blake, who somehow managed to outlive almost everyone else who's played stride piano. We'll hear him describe some of his stylistic devices then hear him play one of his early pieces in the stride style, Troublesome Ivories. They have asked me to record some of my piano tricks that I've done, oh, I can't imagine how long. This is a triplet trick. I do this in uh, Stars and Stripes. That's one. And here's a trick that I do. It sounds as though it's out of time, but we called it back bass. important in ragtime. In Yubi's Boogie, this is the important part of this record. Listen. The accents means a lot in plain ragtime. The grace notes that I play sometimes.
what we call making the piano sing. And here's some triplets I've used for years. I noticed Gershwin did something like that. I think Lucky Roberts showed him those tricks. And here's another trick. And then in the dream rag, that's the other record I made. I have to run over there, let me see. This is it. Now listen to this tempo. See how that sounds like it's out of time. I'll play it again. that come right out even. Thanks to Mr. Liss. These are little tricks I use at the end of any number that I'm playing that it'll fit. I think that's about enough. Thank you very much. hard to overestimate Yubi's influence on the other stride piano players because he's mentioned by nearly all of them. But his greatest direct influence was probably on Lucky Roberts. And we'll be looking at the music of Lucky and Lucky's life more closely in a later program. But right here we'll hear one of his most popular compositions. This was originally a rag entitled Ripples of the Nile, later became popularized by Glenn Miller and called Moonlight Cocktail.
third player to be influenced by Yubi was James P. Johnson, who came to be known as the father of the stride piano. He heard Yubi in 1914 in Atlantic City and picked up on many of Yubi's devices. Johnson worked very hard on his playing and developed a very neat, rich style that was probably the most typical of the stride school. A very strong left hand, which kept the 2-4 rhythm rolling, and an economical and genius right hand. He worked in everything from the classics to the lowdown with near perfection. Here he is in his prime, playing a tune called Jingles. That was a straight stride piano number that could easily be called a rag. What we're listening to now is part of a later Johnson recording of a number called Sweet Lorraine. Notice the same sorts of bass lines appear here. That is generally a low note on the first and third beats of the major and a full chord on two and four. As time went on, the tendency was to break away from that pattern, but it was always implied in the music.
Now we come to Art Tatum, the great jazz pianist and probably the most dexterous of the stride piano players. He expanded the limits of the medium more than any other musician. For after Tatum, later innovations in jazz piano involved diluting the rhythmic importance of the left hand. Here Tatum plays his version of Sweet Lorraine. It might seem strange to you, but as stride piano evolved from ragtime, from U.B. Blake through James P. Johnson, bop music evolved from stride piano. And this can be seen in the music of Thelonious Monk. He comes right out of the tradition of the Harlem stride piano players. In spite of the strange substitute chords and disjointed rhythms, there is an unmistakable stride bass line in much of his work.
Since our program is not primarily concerned with jazz, I'm not going to play all of this cut. But I think we have seen how the East Coast Ragtime or Stride School, which goes back to at least the 1890s, has remained a part of the American popular music right up to the present. we could have included in the Stride School, Fats Waller, Duke Ellington, and Cliff Jackson, among others. But time does not permit, and I think these figures properly belong on a program devoted to jazz rather than ragtime. We'll let Willie the Lion Smith close our program with one of his own compositions, and this is called Cutting Out. This is Ragtime was produced, written, and narrated by Terry Waldo and directed by Jeff Mill. Audio engineer, Bob Robinson. This program was produced at the Ohio University Telecommunications Center with funds provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is NPR, National Public Radio.